Well, welcome back. It's episode nine of t- season two. This is the Non-Anxious Churches podcast, and I'm your host, Pastor Mark Knight. And my goal for this podcast is to be part of and participate in a larger conversation about spiritual health for pastors, for the church, for the body of believers. I think it's often so easy to get caught up in the anxious producing culture that we live in. The world around us is so anxious and fear driven and it's easy to get caught in that and to participate in the metrics that they decide help us or don't help us. Instead of abiding at the feet and sitting at the feet of Jesus and abiding in Jesus and walking with him. And so today I want to look at that. I want to look at um, one of the questions that I often get ever since I've sort of journeyed down this road of spiritual health in the church. Um, it, this question about what what can we do, especially for pastors, and, and where can we go? And so let's look at that today. I was on Twitter the other day and I saw this tweet. Um, it's a quote actually, but it comes the quote comes via Dan White Jr., but he's quoting a guy named Howard John Wesley. And he said this The sole exhaustion that pastors are experiencing cannot be fixed with a nap and a vacation. We need careful guides to take us down into the bottom of our weariness to help us discover rest. And I think this is a good launching pad for our discussion today. Because one of the things that I believe needs to happen for churches and and pastors as we go forward is to stop pretending that a pastor or a church has ever arrived at the point of being the guru or the complete and utter sage or that they can they don't need any anybody or anything else i think one of the things that often crushes a pastor is that a pastor and i've said this for years this isn't even sort of a new thought that i've had a pastor when they become a lead pastor they are for the first time in their life are now no longer sitting under anyone else's preaching because now they've become the lead pastor, and so they do the majority of the preaching. And so even when they do sit under other people's preaching, usually um, it's people that they put in the sermon series that they've selected, or or have, maybe it's a missionary uh, preacher, and there's still some roles to be had, and there's not this idea of sitting under somebody else's preaching. I mean, when I was through all of ministry, uh, being a youth pastor and then associate pastor and all this kind of stuff, I didn't have a real hand in who was preaching on Sunday mornings. And even if I did have some sort of input or all that kind of stuff, I wasn't usually the one to do it. And so oftentimes as a youth pastor, a kids pastor, associate pastor, any of these other pastors, they sit under somebody else's preaching and they are receiving sort of that once a week. But lead pastors don't usually have that opportunity. And I've encouraged younger pastors for years to find a repertoire of preachers that they can sort of tune into, listen to, enjoy from, um, just sit under. 
and uh, allow us to re- always be receivers instead of givers. And so this quote kind of comes to mind because one of the things that I think often even happens to go beyond just sitting under preaching is that pastors, when they begin to get to that lead position or the senior pastor role, is they start to maybe not intuitively say they've arrived, but they kind of have to live as if they did. Um, maybe some pastors truly do think like I have arrived and I don't need any of that anymore. But I think most just sort of it happens naturally. There's no more sort of sitting under somebody else's teaching and, and preaching and all that kind of stuff. And this is why even some of the healthiest pastors, I believe, probably are good readers. They probably read a lot of books, um, digest other people's content because uh, the pastor that stops learning, the pastor that thinks they've arrived, are the pastor that's most likely to get tired the quickest. If you imagine it like a bucket, um, a bucket of water, it, you can you only have so much in that bucket. And if you only are pouring out of the bucket, eventually there's nothing left. You need to have places and sources and, and people that can pour into the bucket, right? So that you always have a supply to be able to give out. And honestly, I think this is even part of the thinking of the Old Testament when it talks about the overflowing cup is this idea that God's sort of always pouring into us, always giving us the spiritual resources we need if we allow him. But pastors often and leaders will often some be just pouring out, pouring out, pouring out, pouring out, pouring out, pouring out. And then there's nothing left in the tank. And there's this weariness that comes along with it. And so uh, this quote's good because it says sometimes it's more than just needing a nap and a vacation. Because I do think there's a, there's this there's this thinking out there of like, okay, well, if I just, if I just got a little sabbatical, if I just got maybe a one or two month sabbatical, or if I just got a, a weekend off, or I, if I was able to just, you know, uh, take a nap once a week or whatever, they start to think like in sort of these kind of quantities. But if the weariness is deep to the point where the, the bottom of the bucket is bone dry, then one little nap may rejuvenate you for a couple drops of water. But as soon as you get up that next Sunday, you've already poured that, those two drops back out. And so there has to be guides along the way. And the question I get often, in fact, I was just engaging the other day with with some uh, leaders in the denomination about this idea is we have to have some guides and sages and, you know, wise people that can guide us along this path, um, especially leaders and pastors. Um, Barna just recently came out with a with a study about they they asked all these pastors why they were thinking about quitting. It was like 200 or something pastors that were surveyed and they just they just did percentages based on that and a lot of it had to do with the pressures of the job the stresses of the job the loneliness they feel all this kind of stuff and it was all sort of just reading through it made me feel weary uh their their burdens that they're carrying and uh and and so the thinking then needs to become that we have to have people that will that will be, as, as Howard John Wesley said, be careful guides to take us down into the bottom of our weariness to help us discover rest, a different source of water, a different place where we can find abundance. And this is abiding in Jesus. This is a, a rhythm, a rhythm that allows a rejuvenation. And that's what I think 
we need to go for. I think we need to find places where pastors can can be with other pastors, not in an ego sort of way, but in a in a life on life sort of way. I need to. I think we need to find places where humility becomes king, gratefulness becomes king. I think we need to find uh, places where where pastors can uh, be equipped and poured into where leaders can have overflowing buckets again, where we're not creating opportunities that they're always pouring out. There is going to be in pastor ministry where you have to pour out, and that's sort of part of the nature. But there also has to be, there has to be, there has to be places for pastors to be sort of poured into. And I even believe strong enough in that 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 churches that are hiring pastors should make it as part of the job description that there's opportunities for pastors to be poured into. I mean, back in the old days, they used to call the pastor's office uh, the study, right? Um, But nowadays, I don't know how much studying actually happens in a pastor's office because uh, pastors are running on fumes, um, going from one pressure to another pressure, from one hustle to another hustle, from one tiredness to another tiredness. And uh, the, the pastors that aren't living that way are rare. And so we, we and, and those ones probably should teach us a thing or two. The Eugene Petersons and the Dallas Willards of the world should teach us a little bit about what it looks like to find the bottom of the bucket and Jesus pouring into that weariness that's my thoughts for today that's my my hopes for today that's my dreams for the church today is that out of all this out of all this we find a new way forward for the church and a more restful abiding sustainable equipping and yet flourishing vocation for pastors and leaders today So thank you for joining me on the Non-Anxious Church Podcast. It's been great to be with you today. I hope you found this encouraging and rewarding. I'm going to take a little bit of a summer break um, in the summer, but I'll have one more episode before that. We'll get to 10, and then we'll uh, we'll enjoy some time off. There's some things that... That I want to that I want to work on some projects I need to get to this summer, and I'm looking forward to it. I'm also getting ordained uh, finally in the Evangelical Covenant Church in June and finishing my MDiv, and so there's a lot going on. Uh, but we have one more episode coming. Uh, I look forward to seeing you then. You can always email me at nonanxiouschurches at gmail.com. It's been fun being with you today, wherever you are. Thanks for tuning in.